0: You're listening to This Hong Kong Life, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the unique bilingual nature of our city's culture, sharing the voices and thoughts of young people growing up and living in the city we call home. Welcome to season three. Our theme is mental health and me. Welcome to the show, Abraham.
1: Hello. Yeah, my name's Abraham.
0: So tell us a little bit about yourself, Abraham. Are you from Hong Kong?
1: Uh, I am from Hong Kong. I was born in Hong Kong in 2001. But my parents are missionaries, so they moved to Bangladesh uh, when I was one month old. So I grew up and spent most of my childhood in Bangladesh or in boarding school in India.
0: Oh, so where would you consider home?
1: Right now, I consider Hong Kong home. Uh, I, I generally find it easier to uh, just consider wherever you're living home.:
0: it's, That's true. It makes more sense.: yeah
1: it, it's less um, less of a headache because if you want to like define home as like some sort of social belonging, you don't really belong anywhere.
0: Yeah, especially since we're living yeah. in such a globalized world yes. as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Bangladesh, that's in South Asia, right?
1: Yeah, like right beside India.
0: Okay. Can you share a little bit about what that culture is like compared uh, to like Hong Kong for instance?
1: Okay. So, it's not as developed as Hong Kong, right? It's uh it's a third world country. Eh? So, like there's a lot of lots more poor people or like yeah, less privileged people than us. So, many people uh, have like small homes or live in like in very crowded areas with people yeah but the people still manage to be like happy a lot of
0: the time like Mm. they have
1: lots of social like networks people like hang out with each other a lot
0: Mm. uh yeah and what's the main language that is spoken they speak bangla they speak bangla and do you speak bangla i
1: spoke bangla i speak a little bit now. like yeah, and my bungalow has deteriorated pretty bad. Because <laughs> because like, I haven't been to Bangladesh for a long time,
0: actually. Oh, okay. But... So when did you come back to Hong Kong?
1: I came back last year. Okay. Uh, and
0: uh, for university or?
1: for I did this ministry training college organized by a church.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. How does it feel to be a university student now?
1: It's very weird. I had no idea I would ever become a university student. How come? Uh... You know, I didn't really do well in my school, and uh, I generally had trouble with uh, friends and stuff, so I don't really, like, had, I never really had a great academic uh, record.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's crazy that you are now in university, and that's really great news. Uh, mm-hmm. wh- wh- what are you studying now?
1: I, I'm studying Bachelor of
0: Science right now. Okay.
1: So I'm doing physics, chemistry, biology, math, and computer science wow. for my first year.
0: That's like full on science yeah, subjects. It's science, yeah, it's <laughs> Is there? Um, did you pick this course for a reason? I
1: I really like science because yeah, because I always wanted to know how stuff worked.
0: Mm. So Abraham, um, part of uh, our season this time is really focusing around mental health. Okay. Um, I and mean, you know, mental health is really a broad spectrum. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to invite you here to share maybe your own personal journey with it. So, mm-hmm. when you think about mental health, um, what's what's been your experiences with mental health? Uh,
1: mental health can range from like from being sad, which a lot of us are in some form or another, being cooped up in our homes, mm-hmm. to like chronic illnesses that are like psychiatrically did- diagnosed Mm,
0: mm. like
1: stuff like autism or adhd
0: Mm.
1: yeah stuff like that
0: yeah and and have you personally experienced uh
1: yeah i have asperger's which is on the autism spectrum disorders okay so it's recently reclassified as uh high functioning autism meaning i possess most of my uh, intellect Mm. as opposed to most uh Uh, more unfortunate people that don't okay however i still struggle a lot with social activities Mm. like before i yeah do like how i don't really get along with my classmates and stuff Mm.
0: and when did you find out that you were um, Uh, that you had this
1: most people find have it diagnosed by the age of three Okay. however due to the fact that i was in bangladesh most of my like childhood yeah i they have never actually managed to diagnose me until i was 12. wow i had been diagnosed with adhd or put on medication although my parents thought it adversely affected me mm. made me more like, like a piece of log or something like
0: oh okay like so, very
1: immotivated very mm, lifeless
0: mm, mm. yeah and then that was when that was before... that was
1: that was before I was diagnosed. Like when I was nine, eight or nine, okay. I was a still small, wee kid. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. And so, how was primary school like for you then? Uh, primary school,
1: like when I was younger, my main problem was with ADHD. So I would be running around, not listening to school, like going out to the sandpit to play during class, uh, sitting on the teacher's table instead of in my own seat. yeah like
0: that must have been very exciting for your teachers yeah
1: I mean I have a lot of respect for my teachers for being able to deal with me back Mm, then yeah. yeah yeah like I would sometimes go to the other class just to like see what's happening as well so it, it was really hard for the teachers to actually like control me.
0: More. Yeah. Well, shout out to all your teachers uh, yeah. in primary school uh, for for their support. A few too. of them,
1: like um, one failed me in nursery, which is like the second year of junior school. Yeah. So I moved to this other school because you know we don't want to get failed. We're not studying extra year. Yeah. Uh, so there, uh, I had to be like. Reacclimatized to the like the environment there Mm. and yeah made made a few friends like few as in two i think Mm. two friends by entire junior school in total
0: well it's good that you at least had you know two people that you were able to interact with yeah
1: it's for me like most of my times i've only had like one or two close friends at once everyone else was like an acquaintance, mm,
0: mm. so
1: I would just be like, "Oh, I know you guys. Hi, we can, you know, if we do something together, I won't like hit you or anything." <laughs> mm.
0: So, um, you mentioned that you weren't officially diagnosed with, um, Asperger's or what it's now, uh, a high functioning uh, autism. Yeah. Um, when you found out, uh, what was your response?
1: My response. Eh, who cares (laughs) like I didn't understand what it was
0: right
1: it's like telling a crab he has a shell on his back
0: that's a really good point um and how did your family react
1: my 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 mom was really shocked actually (laughs) I think like my parents are like oh so this is what's wrong with him all this time (laughs) yeah and like Honestly, I felt that afterwards my parents understood why I was how I was. Mm. It's actually been easier for me because mm. I don't have to explain as much like why I don't actually want to be in the middle of a crowd with like 50 people that I barely know and interact with them. Mm-hmm. So they kind of became more understanding in that in regards.
0: Yeah. And, and now you are high school grad, you are in your first year of university. Um, how are you managing with your condition?
1: It's a lot of, what do you call it, training, I guess, uh, and therapy. When I was first diagnosed, I was in boarding school already, right? Mm. I, was, I think I just went to boarding school a bit mm. before that I was diagnosed and, and uh my first year was pretty bad because you're like cooped up with like 20 other boys that basically like impurity and they they're like everyone's like emotionally like <laughs> charged. And yeah.
0: Everybody's going through the same yeah, sort of, you know, yeah. pubescent age, right? Yeah,
1: everyone's like growing and like trying to figure out who they are. They're they're very not comfortable with themselves, right? Yeah. I could I mean, I can see it now. Mm. Like, but I, I couldn't because I was one of those kids back then. Yeah, absolutely. So, they didn't really know how to deal with me. Mm. So, the only thing they knew was how to bully me. So, that's what they did, basically.
0: Mm. Oh, I'm sorry to hear
1: that. I'm, You can't really blame them for it. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I was bullied as a kid. Like, it, it kind of got out of hand a bit. Mm. And, like, we came back to Hong Kong for, like, two months. And, I like, during those two months, we went through, like, three or two or four different therapists. Like... Mm we kind of figured out what how to like interact with these people better mm. afterwards after every first year i i left the boarding school or mm-hmm. yeah like it was halfway between being expelled and leaving voluntarily. it was kind of like you're invited to leave oh sure <laughs> it's, kind, it's kind of like that yeah yeah anyways um uh, because the school couldn't handle me either like they're they're either like they can't control 20 kids that like bullying me they can't make them all stop so they're like you know let's just uh get rid of the bullied ones so bullying doesn't happen right Hmm. it's kind of a weird logic but i mean i guess i know i understand how they why they did it Hmm. but anyway so i went back to bangladesh there i went to this other school right um it was more international than the first one. Like, the previous schools I went to were local schools. So I went to those schools. And my pa- my mom would, like, every day we'd have to talk about how our social interactions were, how I dealt with them, how I could improve, where where I've done well. And then I met with this lady. This I think she was also a therapist, but we met every week. It's a mm. weekly thing we would talk about a week. And we go through some exercises, stuff Mm. like that. For my A-levels, I went back to the boarding school. And I finished, I graduated there.
0: That's great. I mean, it sounds like you found different ways to manage, you know, your interactions, your social interactions with other people. Did you ever feel like, you know, there was a point where other people also needed to be educated in how to interact with you as well? I mean...
1: Yes, I think, like, first year of, uh, like, in the boarding school where everyone's bullying me, I just uh, wanted to be there when they were in groups and stuff talking. To I didn't even want to talk. I just mm. wanted to sit there and, like...
0: Be a part of be, the group.
1: Just be there. Like, they got uncomfortable with me or something. Like,
0: mm. I
1: didn't say anything. They're like, who? Why is this person not... Ex-? Yeah, not so, talking. Not talking and stuff. Mm. And. When I did talk, there would be like... And like, I would probably annoy someone sexy by saying something I had no idea.
0: Mm. Yeah. That must be really difficult in, in when you're interacting with other people, not knowing why people are reacting to you.
1: You have no idea what just went wrong. Like for me, I would be like talking to someone one second, and the next second he'll be mad at me for some reason.
0: Mm. Not
1: even sure what happened
0: mm. there. Mm. It's almost like you're, you're blind at the same time you know you can't really see I can't really
1: read why people like. yeah yeah so now nowadays is a lot easier because through like three years of training basically Mm. we kind of figured out how to like do social interactions like a normal person
0: yeah well what are some of the successes that you would see you know in terms of your interactions with other people now
1: uh my second year I've actually graduated and we're still on friendly terms with most of my classmates that bullied me, like oh, yay. yeah, yeah, like mm. we're like my second year, everyone started new, basically, and it was a lot better
0: after they understood they what they, you they were kind going of through. grew
1: up as well as well mm. as me, yeah. like they're not as edgy or like they didn't need to like show people how they are or something, right, yeah, and like I was less annoying, I guess. Mm. <laughs>
0: Did you tell people, were you able to express to others, you know, what you were struggling with?
1: Uh, Actually, uh, my first year, we've actually shared it in my first year there, but kids are kids, they they don't really learn. Mm. They might have this knowledge, oh, he's weird. Okay, let's treat him like a weird person, right? Right,
0: right.
1: (laughs) That's kind of, I feel that's what's kind of happened, basically.
0: Mm. So now looking back, some people that you know might actually be going through some families that are going through what you and your family have gone through what advice would you have for those families who are still going through it or trying to figure out how to help their daughter or son uh, in secondary school? F- okay
1: season? for for the parents i think a very important thing is to believe and like give support to your son or like daughter they they've going through a lot as well even at school and the last thing they need is to come come home to like a parent who's like, "Why aren't you doing your homework?" Talk to your children more. For yeah, for the others, like I think you also need to open up to your parents as well. You can't really do this alone. It's if I was alone, I don't think I'd be like I'd manage to even go through high school. Actually, mm. I mean it's gonna be hard to open up. I know, like I personally had struggles with it as well. Mm. But after you open up. Uh, things go a lot smoother.
0: Mm. Where did you find the motivation and the strength to open up and share what you were going through with others? I don't
1: know, but I, I could see my mom genuinely supporting me through all this. Mm. Yeah, so parents have a very important role in this.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And how about like your friends? Have you explained to your friends way in which they can help you or help you kind of socialize with them better
1: it's really hard to do that actually like especially if you you treat them as your friends right you're like i don't want to demand stuff from them of course i'm not sure if i've actually told them how to interact with me except from tell me what they feel about me like Mm. if you think i'm too loud or too annoying just tell me like Mm. Because you don't have a mirror to tell yourself, mm. so you have to rely on other people to tell you back.
0: Mm. As people are raising awareness about different aspects of mental health, if there was one message you wanted to share with the Hong Kong youth, you know, around um, high-functioning autism,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, what is something that you'd want people to know about this?
1: If there's one main takeaway, I'd say we're humans too. Mm. so despite sometimes how hard we are to interact with humans are social creatures right yeah. so we still actually want to have some social connection with you sometimes you just have to give us the chance mm, yeah no I that's
0: guess. a that's a really good point yeah
1: if i was being honest about it i would have probably said something like we're uh, intellectually superior to you guys so you guys need to <laughs> but but
0: since since
1: i've learned a bit about human beings <laughs> Uh, I won't say that.
0: (laughs) This is part of your training and retraining your thinking process, right?
1: (laughs) If if I was me like two, three years ago, I would have probably said something like... Right. uh, High-functioning people have IQs higher than the average population. Right. So we are in fact mentally superior to you guys. (laughs) Sometimes communicating with us is really hard because especially when in discussions, Mm. we think so fast that like when we open our mouth, we're already like, uh, two steps ahead mm. so it feels like we're we're off topic or we're not actually in the conversation right yeah so that's one thing i would like to mention people keep saying why are you like distracted or like going on tangents i'm like like i would explain everything back to them why I, well, how i reached this conclusion and, right yeah just tell them like uh,
0: you're going too fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take a minute there, yeah. please rewind and yeah. explain again. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, really good pro tip, actually. Just you know, in terms of communication,
1: our feelings aren't easily hurt as, as easily hurt generally. Mm. But uh, we we if we don't fix a problem, it builds up over time.
0: Yeah, it makes it difficult. Yeah, it makes it. Very- How would you encourage another young person struggling with this, maybe in the early stages, or they? they just found out, in that moment of just finding out, how would you encourage their family, their friends, uh, themselves um, to embrace it?
1: It's not a bad thing, actually. Like, in general means, you have a much faster brain than most other people. Uh, we could solve problems faster than most people. I'm just going to be generalizing and say most of the high-functioning people generally better at science mm. and, like, logical thinking. mm we solve questions like those faster Mm. and so that that's a really huge plus actually
0: Mm. no that's very great
1: i want to be give uh, people a bit of hope i guess if you see me right now as a university student it's possible to go far in life Mm -hmm. even though you have this difficulty and people around you try to help generally like your counselors or like social workers try to help a lot Hmm. don't give up you you have you have a good life ahead of you
0: Hmm, that's great thank you so much um and on that note we will wrap up our time with you abraham we've loved having you on the show today and we really appreciate your words share with other people we hope you'll uh, be with us next time thank you thank you Thanks for listening. This season is made possible by the Jockey Club Community Sustainability Fund as part of the Smart Youth Health Project. This Hong Kong Life is an initiative of Kelly's Support Group. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. If you like the show, please subscribe and get new episodes every week. We would love to hear from you, so nominate yourself or a friend to share next. Leave us a message or drop us a note at hklife at kely.org. See you next time.